Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis. And I'm Steph Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack. It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. Welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea. And I'm Steph. Um, So I gotta start this episode off because... We recorded last week's episode. Last week was it two, two weeks. weeks ago? Two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. So, so a we're getting back on track, guys, because we're starting. Well, I've traveled a bit more. We got stuff to talk about. But I was uh, listening after we released the episode. You know, I listened to the episodes as well. Got to get those numbers up, those listens up. As as we know, Steph has um, been trying to get what is it the compassionate leave to get out of australia to go home for a bit and come back um well i didn't go for compassionate i ended up going for business okay but i applied for an exemption to get out of the country that's it okay so how did that go (laughs) um well turns out i'm not very special and rejected Uh, not exempt (laughs) i actually do you feel really bad for you? But it did make me laugh because I obviously knew that um, your exemption so got hard. rejected. But then I listened to this episode. And, you know, I really <laughs> admire you for your positive outlook. On That's how I go into everything. And then it's just a road bump when you get rejection. I'm applying True. again. I'm applying again. You can apply. And this time I have a... Um, a letter of support from the chief scientific officer at one of the vaccine companies. Okay. So not to be confident again, but if I don't get it with that, what do I get it with? (laughs) Well, I mean, again, this is, I love your power of positive thinking. Law of manifestation. (laughs) I'm of the nature of expecting the worst, hoping for the best. um, So I don't get disappointed, but you just will keep trying. Yeah. I'll get Until, it. I'll get there. Okay. So that's great. Um, I uh, I just got back from another 
little UK. I know you've been traveling while we're in lockdown. I know we, so I should point out that the UK, we had freedom day this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, So on Monday it was officially freedom day in the UK, meaning everything's back open. Uh, We're no longer required to wear face masks. We're no longer required to socially distance. Um, There's, you know, you can go up, to the pubs uh at, you know there's no table service anymore all everything is gone like uh, but i will say people are still wearing masks i'm still wearing them here and there i know we kind of talked about like what am i gonna do um if i don't have to wear them but i feel like a lot of people actually still are wearing them and because they are i'm like eh, well whatever it doesn't hurt to wear it if i'm just popping in to get a coffee somewhere or going into the stores but yeah so we um yeah went off to cornwall for a long a little long weekend and it was heaving tons of people everywhere the weather has been amazing it was like the perfect weather for cornwall and Wait, can i just say here in australia there's been news articles about england's heat wave yeah and you click it and it's like england is 30 degrees and yeah here in australia we're like um i don't know if we'd call that a heat wave well, you know, it is okay. for the UK. You know, that's like, we're used to like the balmy 18, 19 degree weather in the summer. So, I mean, people just aren't equipped here. People don't have air conditioning. People don't have swimming all pools. Right. I mean, you guys have all that stuff. Same with the wind. You know, you know, as Canadians, we over here, it's like, oh, it's freezing over here. It's like two degrees. Yeah. Uh, we're like, that's nothing. No, I got to say for Cornwall, though, it was the perfect weather because I don't know if you've ever seen photos of cornwall or uh just the ones you posted actually yeah i mean it does it is unreal it's it's a such a beautiful place that you don't even think that you're in england like when we were there i was thinking i felt like i was you know on an island in greece somewhere some of the places that we visited beautiful beaches beautiful clear like crystal blue water in in the ocean the water is fucking cold though (laughs) i will say that it looks very inviting and then you go in and you're like and i remember that i'm in england and this is not (laughs) super hot water but honestly so refreshing to just like be out swimming in the sea and you know being lying on a nice sandy beach in 30 degree weather and overall yeah it was um a really good trip Uh, quickly i just i really do love that you're also fulfilling your new year's resolution you said of traveling more within the uk yeah, you exactly. are doing what you put out into the universe. I am, I love it. and I've done quite a few of these little staying in in uh, the UK trips. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping to plan a few more. So you had a great trip. I did. Cornwall has actually inspired our episode for today. So you know, I know a little bit about what happened here. And when I suggested <laughs> we do this episode, I you immediately were like, "Yes, let's do it," and I no. didn't expect you to say that. <laughs> Well, I think it's one of those one of those topics that I'm actually surprised we haven't talked about it before. Same. So basically what, you know, what's what happened? Um I went there was uh, three of my friends I went with and me and one of my friends on the trip we got into a little a little bit of a spat. It was nothing nothing big. It was yeah. nothing dramatic. It was over nothing. But okay. it was it was one of those, you know, we drove to Cornwall. I think we were in the car for too long. We were in the car for five hours. It was hot. And then you get to the Airbnb and, you know, we're tired and we're having some drinks. And you know when you're just, it's like a buildup of people just when you're in closed quarters with people 
and you mm-hmm. just get really easily annoyed and then something snaps. So that's, yep. I think, yeah. what happened. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what happened with my friends and I. And, you know, I, you know, I was excited to be on holiday and maybe I was just being a bit annoying. I don't know. But anyways, it was fine. But obviously when you get into these little spats with friends or family when you're traveling, it's not fun. And yeah, it can be pretty upsetting. Yeah, I was telling stuff about it. You know, the when it happened, obviously I tell Steph everything and I was messaging her and, you know, again, yeah, Steph was like, this would be a good episode because I was actually thinking back and yeah, there's plenty of people that I've been in, you know, arguments <laughs> with or gotten into fights with while we're traveling. Um, I don't know what that says about me in terms of <laughs> traveling yeah. with people, but you know, Steph, when I spoke to Steph about it, she said the same. And actually most people, I spoke to a few of, um, my other friends about, you know, what happened in, in Cornwall and all my friends were like, oh yeah, that's happened to me before. So I do actually think this is a really common when people are traveling together and when you're basically living out of each other's pockets, you know, you're in close quarters with people that you're not used to being in close quarters with and seeing them day yep. in and day out. And that could be for a long period of time or even a, a long weekend like mine was, you know, there's a uh, room there for conflict. So we're going to discuss how to deal with conflict on the road. Yeah. Steph, I mean, should we first talk about me and you? <laughs> like, I think this is the obvious. What's funny is going into this. So I started with me and you. And so obviously, and we've already talked about it on the show. We had a time we had a dispute in New York, but that was yeah. as we were talking about it before we started recording. And that was more, we were drinking too much all day. Like that wasn't yeah. actually related to traveling. That was kind of like sisters fighting after 13 hours of day drinking yeah that was just yeah. uh steph and i a bickering that turned into an argument that lasted half an hour and then we made up in a bar <laughs> with some yeah. random people that were drunk with us being like you guys are sisters man like don't fight you love each other <laughs> and we're like oh, okay fine so that was nothing that was absolutely yeah. nothing i mean yeah we were trying to think of all the times we've traveled together we have actually never been in any sort of conflict or argument. I think we just get the normal, we're tired, we've been sitting in a car for too long together or a plane, and we just kind of... Just the way you get cranky with friends. Yeah. Not really, we just yeah. sort of ignore each other for <laughs> Which a actually bit. made me feel good. I was like, oh, we travel well together. Yeah. Like, overall. I, yeah. I was surprised as well, thinking back, because I don't know, in my mind, I thought we had had arguments or fought while we traveled because we are like sisters and I would imagine we would have but yeah we didn't well, there yeah, was no there's not even like good stories there so yeah I'm like cool we travel really well together you do find out very quickly after you go away with someone if it's someone you could easily travel with or not I think that's a skill you refine over time too because when you start traveling you just think oh like who who will come like in any of your friends that will come you're like great yeah. let's go together Whereas as you get older, you're like, like, I have friends who are near and dear, super close with that I would never travel mm. with because oh, I just sure. know we wouldn't drive on the road. I'd be irritable with them. They'd be irritable with me. Not happening. Whereas when mm. you start traveling, it's like, who who wants to come? Like, come one, come all. Yeah. Um. So I think selecting who you travel with is a big deal, but it's a skill. You were fine. Unfortunately. Have you ever traveled with someone where you've had a disagreement or conflict, but then you've traveled with them again or no? So let's think. 
No. Cause I, but granted I started traveling solo. Right. Pretty early. Yeah. Um, I can think of one person I had disagreements with. I never traveled with them again and not in a bad way. They're still really good friends and I've gone to visit them. I just haven't traveled with them again. Mm. Um, no. Cause I just think I can't be, I'm a big, so when I'm on the road, I am, you know, this, I'm a conflict avoider. Like I mm. am not good at coming out and saying, Hey, like this is rubbing me the wrong way. Can we talk about it? I'm very much like, okay, this isn't that big a deal. Like, it, in you know a year from this now this too shall matter. pass bring yeah. It up. yeah so i think i've just gotten really good at not putting myself in those situations where i'll feel like that and right. there's a couple key things that for me i know will determine how i look back on a trip and i know and i'll explain that more in detail after but like i know how to set myself up for success okay maybe these are the tips that we can learn from you because it does yes. sometimes and i actually think this one will apply to you yeah, like I was saying, not that I had a bad time in Cornwall, but it did put a bit of a damper on it. And as human beings, we always look at the bad. like, And that's where you have to train your yourself to not think of it and be like, think of all the other good stuff that happened. Which, I, yeah. you know, I did. Like, and I know it was a really good trip. But, but yeah, no, the reason I asked about if you've traveled with someone that maybe you did get into conflict with and if you ever did it again. So I, I have done that with my sister. <laughs> my sister I, I knew exactly where that was going yeah I love my sister and I think I love she does sister. yeah yeah and Liz listens to this and like everything I'm gonna say Liz will totally agree on and she'll probably have a laugh because Liz and I have I, I've thought back about every single place we've ever traveled together which has been a few and there's not a single trip that we've taken where we have not gotten into <laughs> I, I not just an argument where we've gotten to like vicious vicious sister fights and I remember the first time we went to France together on that really bougie vacation you put two sisters together that have just done a red-eye flight and then they're sleeping in you know it was a really nice hotel room but it was small I remember us being in this like beautiful Parisian hotel and just having a lovely time and because of exhaustion we were screaming at each other in this hotel room like screaming and I remember us like throwing like sea bombs at each other, like calling each other like sea <gasps> bombs and like oh my slamming doors and like looking back, I'm like, how cringe is this? Like in again, you know, I hadn't traveled a whole lot before then. So that was my first, you know, my first memory traveling with my sister. Again, we got over it. It was fine. Uh, we went to Australia together. I also remember a very similar incident being at like you know, we were staying at some like hotel somewhere and I stormed off being like, fuck this. I'm going to go have like my own time. Cause that's what I do. I, I like to avoid conflict by just removing myself <laughs> and like not yeah. talking about it. It took me a while to get used to that because when I'm in like conflict, conflict, I want to be like, okay, tell me what's wrong. Tell me why you're upset with me and let's make it better. Yeah. And with you, when we travel, I had to learn over time, like, just give you, sp- like, space is literally all you need. That is, exactly, <laughs> that I'm is. I'm not a space person. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm definitely a, because that's even, you know, going back to Cornwall, like, we had this little whatever disagreement the night before, and, yeah, the next day, I just woken up having my coffee, and, you know, just, like, give me, give me some time, we'll get through this, but it was very, uh, she was like you, actually, she reminded me of you, where she wanted to deal with it then and there. I was yeah. like, let's deal with this. Let's fix this. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, give me, like, I, I'm not ready for this yet. <laughs> you know, you need yeah. to give me. So I'm definitely one of those people. And then, you know, it kind of makes it worse if you keep pushing me. Like, you know, I just need my time. 
and then I get yeah. over it. And then I'm very quick to be like, all right, cool. Let's like go on with this. But see, so yeah, with my sister and I, though, we, we go, we call like, we go into the conflict. Like, I will yeah. fight with her. Yeah. Australia. When we went to, I remember in Tanzania, after we had climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, we both came down, we were fucking burnt. We were tired and we got into an argument over me using her after sun. She was very angry that I, <laughs> why, I for, why doesn't that surprise me? <laughs> it was just, you know, tempers were flaring because I, I used a little bit of her after sun because mine ran out and it was like, well, you should have bought more. And it was one of those. And it was just so stupid where I'm like, oh God, yeah. I'm, again, remove myself. She comes out to dinner. Sorry. <laughs> she was like, I'm sorry. That was too much. So it's all these things that like are just a buildup. But yeah, with mm-hmm. my sister, I know that we... Costa Rica is another one, a big fight there. We just don't. Every time, every time you, because you'll be like, oh yeah, I'm going on this trip with my sister. <laughs> Immediately, I'm like, Why? well, this isn't going to go well. And <laughs> no. you're like, no, 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 I think it will be fine because, and in my head, I'm like, it's like, you know, that little narrator voice where it's like, mm-hmm. it's not going to be fine. <laughs> it, it, it was not fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is, yeah, love my sister. But we, I, and, but the thing is, we keep doing it because I, th- I feel like we always want to like go to, go away together. Yeah, like great see, intentions. Yeah, and see if we can, you know, make it work. And it just never works. So I don't know. I keep making I wonder mis- if the two of you would thrive if you went to, like, a yoga retreat or some kind of retreat where there was no alcohol involved. Well, that's it. We do not do red wine very well together. It seems yeah. like anytime we have red wine, that's when just things come out. And it's uh, it's it never ends well. It, we eventually make up, obviously, because we book another you know vacation somewhere together but i don't know like are all sis like you i'm sure if you and your sister actually did stuff together you probably would argue as well i mean you guys don't go on vacation together though i don't travel with my sister i mean it probably helps that she has three kids so she they don't have the time or the money or the desire to leave their children for long amounts of time which i don't understand but they don't want to leave them yeah we don't travel but i we wouldn't travel together we wouldn't. Would you? Um, would you argue? Do you think? Like, is this just normal for siblings? Both, see, here's the thing: pros and cons to everything, right? So, you and your sister, you fight it out, and it can be intense, but mm. you fight it out, and then you move on. Whereas, I think the conflict my sister and I have would be a slow brew, and then we okay. wouldn't talk for a very long time. Right. So, it's probably actually better the way you guys do it, because and that, oh. but that's where I mean, I consciously decide who I will and won't travel with for that reason. Yeah, I see what you mean. I don't know which is worse because, yeah, I do sometimes think back to some of our more more infamous brawls abroad. (laughs) Brawls abroad. Oh, that should be the title. I like it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just thinking, yeah, some of them are just like, I remember the last last one in Costa Rica. That one was pretty intense where I... I ended you, up. Didn't leaving. you leave and get your own hotel? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I left. I remember. I remember that we had this like beautiful villa, and it was New Year's, and again, tequila was involved, like drinks yeah. as you do on New Year's, and we got into a massive, yeah, just a big argument. There was a lot of yelling, and I was like, "Fuck this! I'm leaving." And I found a hotel in Costa Rica that I'm not even going to tell you how much it was. I know how much it was you told me you were like should I do this and I remember saying to you at the time because I was talking to you and you were quite intoxicated and you're like Mm. I'm getting my own hotel I'm like okay well if you want to do that that's fine maybe wait until the morning to book it like don't book it while you're drinking Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah you woke up the next day and you're like no I still want to do this so yeah and I went um, and I spent 
quite a lot of money for two. It was like two nights or something. And then, you know, we made up the next day. And then what I've learned, what I learned from that, just wait. Well, as you said, you know, wait, don't do things when you're drunk anyways. Don't make any rash decisions. But I need to I need to not make rash decisions because what happened in the end was we did end up making up the next day and I still had a night, well, two nights on this fucking hotel that I didn't actually need because she was like, just come back to the villa. And I'm like, well, it's non-refundable. <laughs> so I ended up staying. <laughs> Sorry, I'm staying here. <laughs> I've stayed in this hotel for one night for whatever price I paid, which was not as nice as the villa. Anyways. Yeah, so my lesson in that, and I'm trying to get better, it's like, don't make rush decisions, you know, because I can get quite stubborn. And when I'm stuck on, you know, when I've said, no, I'm leaving, like, I'm going to go mm-hmm. somewhere else. Like, you know, again, I should have just chilled out, maybe done some yoga, some meditation, and then had a talk with my sister when things had calmed down a bit, where we could have talked it out and been like, hey, we're, so, you know, sorry. So hold on. Do you guys ever get into fights where it's like other people can see and hear, like full on... You guys are the drama of the villa or hotel? What, people that don't know us? Yeah, like other guests at the hotel are like, these bitches are throwing down. No, definitely not. We're not that trashy. We're not that trashy. We're like like closet trashy. You know, we do it behind closed doors. Like at the really nice hotel in Paris, you know, we screamed at each other and called each other like C words. But then like... We got all dressed up and walked out the door ready for dinner. Like, hey, <laughs> like classy, the classy woman you are. Yeah, exactly. So, no, we never we never do it. We know better than that. I mean, we have some manners. Dignity. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My sister and I, I think, you know, we want, we'd love to get better at traveling together. But like, that's just a really great example of someone that as much as I love her and she's my sister we just do not travel well together. I just can't, you know, it just never happens. I'm just thinking tips and tricks that and lessons you can take out of that. Um, so one would be maybe plan trips where you don't drink, where alcohol's not involved. Yeah, definitely. And plan trips where it's more, how do I say this right? Because your last trip was to Costa Rica or like less, I'm not saying resort because I know it wasn't a resort, but like less beach kind of fun focused and more like constantly busy focused where actually you say this doing more we did um we did amsterdam a few years ago as well and that one actually Mm -hmm. no conflict that was um okay and and do you want to know why it's probably because because you were stoned instead of you were drinking stoned the whole time yeah (laughs) (laughs) so that's a very good point maybe guys okay that what we can take away from this Figure out who you're traveling with and what type of activities are going to, as you said, Steph, if if you're known for conflict, remove the things that maybe add to the conflict and do things, you know, that you know will just make a very chill environment. And yeah, and maybe it is a yoga retreat or maybe it is going to Amsterdam and smoking a ton of weed or maybe it's going yeah, on a nice just, hike somewhere. I don't know. Because I think every every time you have conflict on the road, there's always a source of it. Right. Right. So if you can't, sometimes you learn it the hard way, like, and you're pinpointing what the source is after. But sometimes, like, I know I had conflict with one person I went on. And when I say conflict, I don't mean like fighting like you and your sister had. I mean, like, that quiet undertone, mm. like, passive aggressiveness, like, which I think oh, we weren't even being passive aggressive. We were just, I think it was too much time together mm-hmm. and not on the same page. 
which okay. is just a bad combination. And looking back, what I realized after the fact is at the time, so I was 30, she would have been 25, and she was very much into the 18 to 25-year-old backpacking cohort. Mm. And I was more into kind of the 30 to 40-year-old cohort, which are two very different well, vibes. I was going to say, like 25 and 30, while it's only five years apart, I think there's a really big maturity gap yes. there and not in a bad way but I do think of myself when I was 25 and when we moved to London and yeah like we stayed in a party hostel and I wanted to drink all the time and I wanted to go out to clubs and stay up until 6 a.m. Yeah, 30 oh my god I'm like I like to be in bed at a reasonable hour I like to exercise regularly I like to drink three liters of water a day and granted yeah, yeah. I still like <laughs> to have some drinks here and there but like five years is a big there's a di- there's a big difference between 25 to 30 and say 30 to 35 or 35 to 40 yeah. like you said yeah. yeah. There was a big difference and and I was very much like, you know what, I'm not into that, but you should still do that and then I'm going to mm. do this like cuz I'm totally fine traveling with someone where we do our own things too. Mhm. Um but I think you need to grow into that mentality of traveling with someone and still doing your own things. Mm. It's not something that I find you like, it just seems weird when you're first fairly new to traveling. It seems yeah. like a weird concept. Um, where it's actually a very healthy thing. But I think that came across as insulting also. Right. When I didn't intend it to be. You know, and maybe I could have been more cognizant of that. I didn't realize it was coming off that way. Mm. But, um, yeah, so that's more my conflict. And I think now, coming out of that, you know, anyone I'm traveling, I evaluate. Like, okay... What are you going to want to do on the Friday and Saturday nights? Because I have no desire to go clubbing and get put on a dress. And Like, I've done that, been there. That was totally 10, 15 years ago in my life. And if that's what you want to do, cool. But maybe we should actually look about look at if this is a good trip for us. I think we've talked about that. Even in the last episode we mentioned, you know, looking at, yeah, the people that you are traveling with and trying to figure out if what you guys want to do or what interests you is going to be on the same page. Because I think, Steph, you mentioned it. It can be mentally or physically draining if you're doing a bunch of stuff that you have no interest in and then you have nothing left in you to do the stuff you are. And that's it. It's being on the same page. And I think and it's it's funny that you mentioned the age thing because I have my other friend's stuff. Um, So between you guys, there's always Australia stuff and then there's Dubai stuff. (laughs) Yeah. But Dubai stuff has now moved back to the UK. But we have a 10 year age gap. So she's 10 years younger than me, but we actually have so many similar interests that we actually travel really well together. We've done a couple trips together mm-hmm. and you know, that's something I did think I'm like, Oh, you know, age gap, like maybe is there going to be room for conflict here? I remember the first time we ever did a trip together, but there wasn't. And it was exactly that. We both wanted to like do like, you know, city breaks and we like to go to museums and, you know, we're just into the same stuff. Oh, and what's funny, you just said museums and it made me laugh because I actually hate museums. I'm not a museum person. Yeah. But I've gone to a bunch with you because you enjoy them. Mm. But I think I only enjoy museums with you because we're still a bit immature at museums sometimes. Well, that's it. We'll be cracking jokes about the artwork and making... Um, being silly just doing silly things that I enjoy the experience of the museum with you more than the actual museum I like to go to museums but I don't think I've said this before I get bored after about 20 minutes like there's certain things I like to look at 
and I'll go to see something very specific. Like I really, I do like, um, like history, but when it comes to like art museums and all that, like I'll sometimes go just for the sake of going and being like, Hey, I went and saw, you know, like the Mona Lisa, which I thought was one of the most underwhelming things I've ever seen in person. But like, it's one of the things you do where you check it off the list. But, but yeah, you're right. Sometimes it is just the person you're with and the experience of being, and yeah, we are, Steph and I are like children in museums. Like we are so immature. Um, we're the ones taking like the funny snapshots of a statue and like putting a funny like low key though like you wouldn't be a tourist being like oh look at these two girls being so much we do it super low key yeah again we're not that trashy we're we're there's a level of trashiness about us but not to that level but yeah so having the common interest because yeah if you are say traveling especially if there's you know say two of you or three of you and you all want to do different things and then you feel like you have to do everything that's the other thing i should point out even if you are in a group trip you don't have to do everything together yeah. I think sometimes it's good, especially if you're traveling, say it's like two weeks or something. It's good to have some solo time. And I think I, from traveling a lot and from traveling with people, I think what I actually learned about myself in the last like 10 years is that I am more of an introvert than I ever thought I was. Okay. And yeah. I have found that I do need my solo time to recharge. And if I'm with a group yes, of people, definitely. Over time, like, and even, you know, when we were in Cornwall this weekend, like, by the day we were going home, again, we're in a car together, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to kill these people. Like, it was little things just getting on my nerves at this point. But I had realized because I hadn't had any time to myself in that four days, and that's that's what I, I need to, like, refuel and just re-energize. And that's why, you yeah. know, when we talked about when I go quiet after conflict, that's, that's why. So I think, you know, when you are traveling with people, like, I, I have gone and done things on my own, whether it's just going for like taking a morning and going for a walk on your own or going for a coffee or having a meal by yourself. Like sometimes that can really help. Yeah. Instead of just being in this group constantly. I don't know. What, how do you feel? And, well, what's been really good for me is something I picked up about myself. And I even did this on the trip around Australia was I thrive when I, Uh, So, you know, I've driven since the day I turned 16, Mm -hmm. quite possibly a little bit before I turned 16 and got my license. (laughs) Um, So I've always been the driver. Like, I love having my car. I love being able to up and go on a whim. And I've been on a number of road trips where maybe someone else drives or Mm -hmm. like I'm not the one in control and driving. And Mm -hmm. I hate that. Right. And how I've had to deal with it is, A, usually I'll drive. But B... If I'm on a longer road trip, I'll actually for a couple days just rent a car. And okay. for a while when I was super budget backpacking, it would seem like such an expensive concept. But I was like my actual sanity on a long-term trip somehow is tied into me being able to drive and have my own car. Okay. So I'll take a day or two, rent a car, and just go off. And, and that is my time too also to do all the things I want to do that the other people don't. Yeah, that's true. So then I can, because every time you're on a road trip too, there's so much compromise, like compromise in who sits where, compromise when Mm. you stop, compromise what music you're listening to, which is fine and good. And like you and I, like you let me listen to Taylor Swift when we're driving and you don't enjoy it at all. But I like, I, you you know, here and there, here and there. It's been so long that you're just like, this is what Steph loves. Yeah. But not everyone's like that. Like they don't want to hear country music or they, so... I love having my own car and just all 
have the windows down, blast the country, and do like thing. do a long drive. Oh, it, that is like what brings me peace. Yeah, I feel like the only time um, I was ever like enough of the music was when I was in Australia a couple ooh, years ooh, ago, ooh. and the new there was some ooh, new Taylor ooh, Swift song me. that came out. Yeah, I'm the and only it was. One in one. Oh my god! Yeah. I just thought it was the most annoying fucking song. Me, like, ee. I'm not a big Taylor swift i mean it's just not my my thing and it was playing every other fucking song at every station the song was released while you were here steph was like in her element and she's like got her arm up the window like singing and i'm like how do you already know the words to the song it only came out seven hours (laughs) it literally just goes me yeah and i was like no more and i just like fucking (laughs) reached over and i turned that volume down i'm like we're not listening to the song anymore anyways but Which was right. fine because at that point I was already like, I can't believe she listened this long. I know. Um, <laughs> I, so I, think, I, so I like to think I'm actually a pretty accommodating person most of the time. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think, but this is a good point to maybe bring out as well. Like, just remember as well, like you have to be accommodating to others as well. You, you're, you are not going to be able to do necessarily everything you want to do if you're with a group of people. And you can't push your friends or your family, whoever you're with, to do things they don't want to do. And that's a very easy way to avoid conflict, right? Like, if there's something you want to do and your friends are like, absolutely not. I don't want to, you know, go to this museum. I don't want to eat there. I don't want to, whatever it is. You can be like, okay, I'll go. But you can also, like, play each other's styles off each other. So, for example, some people like to be up and out at 7 a.m., some people like to sleep in till 10 or 11 when they're on vacation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if there's something you want to do and your friend's the sleeping style, get up and go do it yourself. And you're That's actually it. not even interfering with what they want to do yeah. because they're sleeping anyways. Like, there's so many ways to find that compromise. Yeah. And also, if it's, you know, it's the other way around. Say you're the person sleeping and, you know, you wake up and someone's left, like they're gone to go do something. Like, don't be offended by that either. And I think you could have these, these discussions ahead of time and say, because again, I'm one of those people like, you know, again, if I go quiet or if I just kind of recluse on my own, like people automatically think that I'm angry or I'm upset or I'm being a bitch. And actually a lot of it, I'm like, no guys, I just wanted to go for a walk in the morning on my own, or I just wanted to have my own space and maybe just have these discussions ahead of time. Like say to your friend that likes to sleep until 10 AM and you're the early bird. Like, Hey, by the way, if you, if I'm not there in the morning, just like text me when you get up and I'll tell you where I am and come meet me. Cause it might be yeah. that they just want to go and do their own. So fi- figure each other out before you get there. And then you're trying to figure it out. And then there's conflict. <laughs> you, you reminded me of something funny in there and this wasn't really conflict, but one day in this group I'm in this random girl, I didn't know her at the time, love her now. She posted like, Hey, I'm leaving the country in a couple weeks. You know, I really want to go to this place. Would anyone be down for a road trip? Mm. And she, and she said like, I don't have a car. She said that. And I didn't know this girl. So I clicked on her Facebook. I creeped her a little bit and I thought, yeah, I'm up for a random trip. So I messaged yeah. her. I'm like, I got a car. I'll drive. Like, let's fill the car. We'll all chip in and split the costs and go. And honestly, it was a great weekend. But the one girl in the group was so fun. You can just tell, you know, everyone's at a different place in life. Yeah. <laughs> and we booked because the one person coming was like super budget, couldn't afford much, but still really wanted to come. So I booked like fairly cheap Airbnb. Like I made it affordable. Mm. And then another girl was like, you could tell she was like, 
I'm staying here, like super snobby about it. And I was like, and it worked out because actually when we went in to check in, um, there was no, A, we didn't do research. We went to see something that was dried up, wasn't even there. Mm-hmm. But um, when we checked in, they were like, oh, no one's actually staying here. Do you want to stay in our other place? It's like the high end place. So we ended up getting this ball in place. But still that like momentary glimpse of the snobbiness just turned me off so much. I'm like, I wouldn't want you to come on another road trip. Like sometimes you roll with the punches. Well, and this is, I mean, you brought up a good point as well, like budgets. That could be something you guys need to discuss ahead of time or figure out like you're going to have friends that make more money than you or make less. I have friends on both ends of that spectrum and there are certain friends they like to spend 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 or have more disposable income than me mm-hmm. i don't necessarily want to travel with them because i know i'll end up spending more obviously i don't want them to have to foot the bill for me because they make me yeah. feel bad and uh, uh, other way around do i want to travel with my friends that you know they don't earn a lot of money and they can't really do any like you know any activities i necessarily want to do or maybe eat at the restaurants i want to eat at it there then creates conflict there where it's like you know maybe you do want to help them out and like oh i'll I'll buy this i'll buy this and they don't want you to or then you feel you know there's tension because you know what i mean like it's just like just know you know and that's what steph and i like me and you we both when it comes to spending money you're kind of on the same page like we'll spend yolo but we'll also reel it in when we have to (laughs) yeah (laughs) like i've always laughed because i will go spend two or three hundred dollars for a spa day but i'll be wearing like broken sunglasses i bought in thailand three years ago yeah exactly (laughs) rather than buying like a cheap 15 (laughs) dollar like there's no rhyme or reason but sometimes you just spend what you want to spend on and yeah um i think in that situation too you would decide okay is this somewhere where i'm okay because there honestly you can go to a lot of places and fill your time doing the free things in a city for sure Um, yeah but yeah, if there's something that's really important to you, you evaluate, okay, is this where I go with someone or am I going to come here on my own? So do you think this is a hard conversation for people to have? Because I know you and I are at a point where we're very comfortable saying, hey, you know, I like to do this. I need some alone time. I like to wake up. Like, what are your habits? But do you think that's an uncomfortable conversation for other people still? Or do you think mm. someone who's uncomfortable would appreciate that we bring it up? Um, I think there's ways you can bring I I just feel like people just don't think of it. Like, as you said, yeah, I think you're right. You've got a best friend and you just automatically think that you'll be fine traveling together. And you soon find out, you know, not always, obviously, but you can soon find out even just being on a plane with someone, you know, <laughs> like, oh, my God, this person's being annoying or, you know, there's little things that are making you tick already. And I think people just don't they, I think they just assume that they they won't have conflict with people that they you know, no, no best. And actually sometimes those are the people that you have the most conflict with. Like, again, my sister and I like look at siblings in general end up fighting because it's usually the people you love the most that you put them through the most shit. Right. And (laughs) so I don't know if people feel uncomfortable. I think there's. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile. We like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay. You know, I think yeah. we, maybe you just need, we need to, like, normalize it a bit more. It's almost like you well, have a little pre-meeting before you... <laughs> <laughs> the worst part is, too, I've had to learn how to also get better at clarifying. So I remember going on one trip. Sorry, I wasn't even leaving on a trip. I was coming home from a trip. Mm -hmm. And a friend was like, stop and see me on your way home. And I said, listen, I can get to you and spend however long with you because I was staying at their place. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I'm literally going home from this trip now because I'm broke. Like I have less than $100 in the bank. I'm broke. But I didn't say I have less than 100 I just said I have no money left. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Don't worry. Like, I'm saving. I don't want to spend much either. And I thought, mm-hmm. perfect. Right. Well, it turns out their definition of not spending means spending 100 US dollars a day. Yeah. So I got there and I'm like, but no, I can't do that. Or I like, I genuinely can't do it. Like, my card yeah. is going to be declined at places. And it was a very awkward conversation that I thought I'd sorted out before I got there. And then apparently I hadn't. <laughs> Yeah, so. I guess you had to, you probably needed to be very Yeah, like what does broke actually mean to you? Like I have a girlfriend who she'll say she's broke if she has less than 20 grand in the bank. Like, yeah, because she doesn't touch that. So, well, there, that's the difference between there's people that are actually broke and then poor broke. There's then, poor yeah. broke and then there's <laughs> not knowing how to budget broke. And then there's yeah. like, I save all the time, but this month I couldn't put any money away compared to other months broke which is not really broke but yeah 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 so yeah I guess being clear about your intentions when traveling too because that's something I had to learn and talking about like those activities like again it's like okay oh I like museums I like museums what kind of museums (laughs) like there's a lot of different kinds or like oh I love activities what kind of activities like if one person really likes snorkeling and the other one doesn't know how to swim like Discuss. Yeah. Have these discussions ahead of time. Um, yeah. The other thing I was going to point out that I'm surprised we didn't talk about this, but when we do accommodation, accommodation, if there's one thing I have learned moving forward, A, mm-hmm. I will always be the one now to take control of booking somewhere and actually researching places. B, okay. traveling as an adult, a 35-year-old woman, I do not need to be sharing a bed with anyone. I do not need to be sleeping in a bunk bed. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, I don't need to be sharing a room, especially if we're staying somewhere where we can afford a place with separate bedrooms that all have double beds, okay? Yeah. <laughs> the amount of times I have allowed someone to, to take control and book somewhere where we said, yeah, there's four of us. Okay, book somewhere with four beds, fine. And then you get to the place. A, you haven't assigned rooms ahead of time. 
There is nothing worse. I, do you watch The Real Housewives at all? I uh, don't. That franchise? No. Okay. No. I do. <laughs> and I can't even tell you, for anyone that has watched this, they do these like girls trips. And okay. But some of the conflict they get into is when they get to these like beautiful places and they're all fighting over rooms. And as the seasons have progressed over the years, they now like it's kind of a, a funny thing. But now they, they play games either to like win the rooms or they assign the rooms ahead of time because you know, okay you get people there and then everybody wants the best room yeah and it might not be the most practical one so even you know when we went to cornwall for example there was absolutely no conflict but we checked out the rooms and there was only one room actually i couldn't sleep in the bed was tiny i'm six feet tall i was like that is the only room i'm gonna have an issue with <laughs> because my feet are going to so anyways it was fine if you're three grown-ass women get a place you're gonna book where you have you all have a double bed i will you can afford it (laughs) right i will say you're making me think now like one of my good girlfriends here in melbourne we've gone on a number of weekend trips together and we always end up crashing together because we get these really nice rooms that are expensive but Mm -hmm. only have like a king bed (laughs) and now i'm like i wonder if that bugs her and she's just never said anything a king bed i can get on board with because it's big enough yeah to share but like for the most part also i'm used to sleeping on my own i have slept on my own for a very long time the only one sharing my bed is louie and rue my two cats (laughs) so you know it's weird to have to like then share a bed with someone if you're not used to it i have had to share a bed with friends of mine but like a lot of my friends that share a bed you know they have partners at home and they're used to it so they're like oh this is fine they kind of like sharing a bed where i'm like all right i need my space like as i said i'm an introvert so anyway, so what I was getting at, when it comes to booking accommodation, this is why this is the area now I like to take control of, to make sure that A, I'm going to have my own bed I can sleep okay. in, B, when we get there and we pick out the rooms we want, there's no room for conflict because everyone's rooms will be about the same. You know, my friends, I remember going to a friend's wedding a couple years ago and I left it up to my friend Martin to book an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Leave it to a boy, like a boy yeah. who just, anyways... He books it. There's three of us going. He booked he booked an Airbnb with two bedrooms. One had a double bed. The other had bunk beds. Okay. I'm just thinking, because on Airbnb, too, every, when you look at a place, it says sleeps four, sleeps six. Yes. Right? right? But that doesn't mean there's that many beds. Right. So I can totally see. I mean, I can see anyone doing it, but guys especially being like, oh, oh my God, sleeps four and there's yeah. only two of us. Perfect. <laughs> right. So this, this place he had booked... For the three of us. And actually, it was it was with him. And then my other friend that I got into the little spat with in Cornwall, it was her as well. <laughs> so we have traveled together, I should say. We have traveled together before where we've had no spats. <laughs> this was just a one-off. Um, but anyways, we looked at it and we were like, sorry, who are, am I? I was like, am I meant to sleep in a bunk bed? Like are me <laughs> and the girl meant to sleep in the bunk bed? And, and Martin, as the boy, you're going to get the double bed. He's like, oh, I could take the bunk bed and you two can share the double bed. I was like, no, I don't want either of those. I don't want to share a bed and I don't want to sleep in a fucking bunk bed. I'm not seven years old and I'm not married. I'm 35 year old woman. I need my space. I need my room. I'm like, you are canceling that. We are booking somewhere else. And sure enough, we found a much better place that was closer to where we needed to be anyways to this wedding. It had three separate bedrooms, three double beds. (laughs) Everybody got their own room, their own bed, two bathrooms. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, why didn't, why didn't you book this place? 
Anyway, yeah. So this is why I now take control. And there's nothing worse than, yeah, you get somewhere and you haven't figured out sleeping situations yet or arrangements. And that can be awkward. You know what? Growing up, watching TV and movies and even music really lied to us about guys being good at planning things. Like planning romantic <laughs> dates, planning weekend getaways. Because you see it on TV and guys plan these like beautiful getaways yeah. and then you actually let a guy plan something in real life no Ugh. it's the, there's no. none of that there's n- like and you get Definitely there and it's not. like oh like what are we doing while we're here oh i don't know what i'm like all right i guess we'll spend our first night here looking things up <laughs> yeah yeah figuring it out <laughs> yeah um i think just accommodation have that i would even say go as far as figuring out the room situation before you get there yeah like if say there is two people and there's two twin beds like figure out you know and that's where i'm quite happy like i i would prefer my own bed than my own room so like if it's a situation with like two single beds and people i'd be like okay i'm happy to share a room with someone if it just Mm -hmm. means i can have my own single bed i don't need the king size bed you know when i say oh i need my own bed in my own space people assume that means i'm being i'm saying i want the best room and i'm like no it's not what i'm saying i just need my own bed i've I've slept on sofas before or like the pullout in the living room because i'm like if it's my own bed i'm cool with it okay i'm just thinking back to when you were in australia and i'm like did i book any two beds and i don't think i did (laughs) we only had to share a bed in that one in adelaide for three days and then in yeah in the um the caravan we stayed in yeah but that was like we knew that was going to be the case and then all the other places we slept in bunk beds in the jail oh yeah not actual prison it was a it was a jail but like that was again yeah you know to be expected and then yeah the other places we had separate beds i think there was one place there was a single bed there was a single bed and a double bed i was like you take the double bed oh you're right that was actually adelaide yeah yeah and i was like fine with it i'm like i don't mind a single bed as long as i can you know i get my space and you know you had the other bed you sprawled out yeah um okay but yeah i think i think just (laughs) you were talking that whole time and i was going through our trips together i'm like (laughs) (laughs) we've definitely shared beds before yeah yeah, but you know and i think also that's the other thing like with you again because you're my sister basically i'm fine if i have to i'm fine sharing a bed with you like your stuff i know you but like there's times i've been on vacation with people that like i don't necessarily know that well do i want to be sharing a bed with them like no i think it's expectations too because i'm big at booking we talked about this when we did um with nizreen atassi with expedia Mm. where i'm big on booking like experience type places like the prison a yurt all like a caravan caravan on a farm in the middle of nowhere um but i send them to everyone in advance so that they know like right. you you knew everywhere i was booking before i booked it like i think it's knowing a being you know clear on like this is where we're staying two people are going to have to share a bed but like figure out ahead of time like who know your friends and be like okay andrea doesn't like to share a bed and like there could be it doesn't mean like people like that are being selfish or snobby. There's some people that love sharing a bed and they would actually prefer to. So it's like, you know, if you if you're traveling with six people and you all don't like sharing beds or all rooms, like maybe that's a good opportunity to book a hotel then everyone has their own rooms because it's going to avoid any conflict. Can I tell you, you'll die at this. When I was I think I must have been like twenty or twenty one, I went on this conference and the conference booked four people in a room with two double, like two queen size beds. 
Mm-hmm. So you were sleeping in a bed with a stranger. And, you know, back then when I was that age, I'd been in a relationship with someone a whole chunk of my life then. Yeah. And so I was used to sleeping with someone. So it wasn't abnormal for me for someone to be in the bed. And I, like, out of habit in my sleep, like, put my arm around this girl. Didn't even <laughs> didn't even know. And she was just, like, like waking me up. Like, excuse me. And I woke up, like, oh, my God. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, what a creep. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is... Yeah. This is where I'm like, I like you my space. Like, when some people, this is what I mean. They feel very comfortable sleeping in a bed yeah. with someone. Like clearly yeah. you did. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't. I'm not. Trust me. Even I've had boys stay over like before where I'm like, oh, please get out of my bed. <laughs> like, I don't like, you know, I'm like, I think I'm such a boy when it comes to that where I'm like, okay, we're done here. Are you leaving? <laughs> <laughs> you can let yourself out. <laughs> I'm basically, oh. yeah, I'm like spooning. No, thank you. Please get off of me. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. But yeah, I think, uh, you know, accommodation that can have that shit planned out ahead of time and know who is sleeping where. Like if yeah. you can assign rooms, just take charge, assign the rooms so that when you get there, nobody's fighting over rooms. Nobody feels awkward about saying what they want. This is where I try to just say, be very clear again. When we were in Cornwall, I'm like, hey, this one room not going to work for me. Mm-hmm. And then there was also a downstairs room that was right by the front door. And I've always felt a bit like as a woman, I don't know. It's just this thing I have. I don't like to be on a ground floor near a front door. And I made that clear as well. And I was like, look, I'm being honest. I'm like, I will take either of the rooms if I have to. But I'm just going to be up front and tell you how I feel about, you know, whatever room. I was just realizing this is part of why we work so well together. Because I actually don't really care where I sleep when I go on a trip. So if me and you were yeah. to walk into a place and you were like, oh, I'd really prefer this room. I'd be like, sick, cool. I'll take the other one. And then I care about like other things right like where I don't yeah yeah where you don't so that we play really well off of each other that way you're very much like you know what I don't necessarily care about or like I wouldn't say care about but things that doesn't bother me either way if there's stuff that you want to see and you want to stop every 10 minutes to take a picture of something like you love taking photos of just I like taking pictures of like if I'm driving in between states I want to stop and take a picture of the welcome to South Australia sign yeah, like, like that, stuff yeah. like that. That would probably annoy some people, like stopping. Me, I don't care. Like what yeah. I do, it probably not. But I'm like, yeah, do your thing. Yeah. I don't mind. So yeah. we compliment each other very. This is why we don't we don't argue. We yeah. travel together. Yeah. We have zero conflict. Except when it. we drink for 12 <laughs> hours straight at the, where were we? The uh, bre- uh, Brooklyn Brewery. No, we started at the Boozy Brunch. Bottomless so uh, Brunch with the Bottomless piano. Brunch at 10 a.m is when it started <laughs> then brooklyn brewery then some famous rooftop bar then the y hotel that was it yeah then dinner then a bar <laughs> funny enough someone told you to go to that was a country bar <laughs> like yeah yeah so by the time we fought that night it was like full on <laughs> <laughs> oh i remember waking up we we woke up the next morning and I looked and I had used a service. I don't know if anyone's heard of this. I'm digressing a little. Um, mm. Where you get to New York and they actually bring you a suitcase to where you're staying full of clothes that are your size. And then you just, they pick it up when you leave. They wash it. Like you don't have to do anything. It was great. So I used one of those services and I woke up after that night and I realized the jacket that's from the service, not my jacket, 
I had someone else's jacket. It wasn't the one. Oh, no. Like I'd put on a black jacket and left. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I had to wait for the bar to, of course, open at 11 a.m. So I go right there mm. for 11. And the bartender was like, I don't know what was going on last night, but apparently like four people, we all wore different each other's jackets home. <laughs> it wasn't just me and one other person. There was four of us who all wore and we all brought the jackets back. <laughs> And I just remember being like, oh, my gosh, because I remember thinking I had to call the service and be like, P.S. I lost the jacket in two days. <laughs> that I mean, was that night. There. Yeah. The, the era of black pea coats. I remember after a night at the <laughs> yeah, bar, people yeah. were just like everyone I, like I've caught I've well, not caught, but there was a guy outside a smoking area in one of the bars in our hometown poor house and i'm like dude i think that's my jacket and this we're standing out like minus 20 degree weather i'm in like a tank top he's like no it's mine and then i knew i had this like button in the yeah. pocket it was some random button i'd gotten from like some like punk show that was so cool man and i was like that's my jacket i'm like you're wearing a lady's jacket and then he was really embarrassed and gave it back to me um anyways <laughs> the era of the peacoat <laughs> Yeah, basically, yeah, Black Pico. Um, I think we've covered quite a lot in this episode. And uh, I mean, of the things I've learned from traveling yes. and avoiding conflict or getting through conflict is, you know, A, like figuring out who I can actually travel with. B, I, I know we talked a lot about accommodation, but figuring that shit out ahead of time. Where are you sleeping? Yeah. Who are you sleeping with? Who are you sharing a room with? Are you guys going to get on? Pre-planning with your group or with the person you're traveling with, like figuring out what you guys like what you don't like, what you want to, what activities you want to do together. And maybe there's ones that you want to do on your own. Yeah. Be cool with that. Yeah. I always set the expectation that I will do, you know, one or two things on my own. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, we talk about it a lot, but great opportunity to try out solo travel. If you're finding, it could be a case that you, maybe you're one of those people that you just don't travel well with people in general. And maybe you're better off traveling on your own and that's okay. Like mm -hmm. I genuinely do feel like a lot of the time I'm better at traveling on my own. So the key takeaway I want from this is because you told me this previously, are you mm -hmm. going to buy a car? <laughs> Cause you were like, I'm going to buy a car so I can do trips on my own. <laughs> oh yeah. When I was in Cornwall. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Okay. I would like to get, I, I would, I need to sort out my license first, but yeah. Yeah. I think okay. getting a car, I can just fuck off when I want to fuck off. Ooh. Everyone can just eat my dust <laughs> as I'm revving away. I wish you could end the episode with that and then just add a soundtrack of like, vroom. <laughs> I probably could. Let's see. Let's see what I can do. Okay. Um, uh, we want to hear from you guys. How do you travel? Are you better at solo traveling? Are you, do you fight with every person you travel with? Do you have certain people that you can or cannot travel with? Please let us know. And we'd love to know how you diffuse a situation when you're in conflict while you're traveling. How do you get through it? Yes. Let us know. And we will see you next time. 
the shit I've learned abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod. Donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.